Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 41 of Casual Watch Talk. And Chris, I kind of I kind of did you out of episode 40, didn't I? I? Because I had FX from Ulysses Nardan That's on. That's right. But Very. you're back. You didn't right. leave. I'm back. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, also, I think we hyped up something that we didn't have for 40. <laughs> so maybe, yes. maybe that was the, see, we planned that all along. I, I definitely remember when I said, right. oh, we're going to do something big for episode 40. And then I Boom. thought, oh, crushed no. it. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks for saving me. And, w- and welcome. And welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> so how's your, how's your week been, Chris? Uh, fairly, fairly well. We uh, ventured out to the lake uh, okay. to kind of get out and, and explore and, you know, get out of the house a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, nothing too, nothing too crazy. How have you been? Yeah, not bad. I spent, I've started traveling again for work now, which this is actually the second time. So the first time I was super nervous about, you know, COVID right. and, and everything. Yeah. But you get, I was on American Airlines, you get on there, everything's masked up. They don't yeah. do the drink service. So it's a little bit, once you get over that little bit of weirdness, mm-hmm. uh, this week, I, I actually went for a whole week to, uh, Arkansas so I was visiting a client and I took my Brightling with me mm. my B1 from 1997 and I, I don't know what it is about this watch I think this could be the ultimate watch for me it's an so, Adi yeah. Digi from the yeah. 1997 never did I think a watch like that would be <laughs> yeah the watch for me yeah it hits it hits a lot of it hits a lot of great points it's so it's a it's a Brightling so like it's a luxury watch. It's recognizable. You have the brand. You have the heritage, right? Um, you you've been keeping track of timing on it. It's like bang on yeah. for a quartz. It's amazing for a quartz. I've never known a quartz like it. Where and this isn't even the super quartz one, the uh, thermo compensated one, but it is. It not only does it hit every mark, the actual hand, which is so satisfying, right. but weeks you'll go by and then you pull up the optomic clock and the little brightlings there like boom, boom zero boom. yeah <laughs> and it doesn't zero. it's not doesn't yeah it doesn't matter. have um yeah it doesn't have the atomic clock sync or anything it's just it's their technology and when i opened it up i did it for the video that quartz movement fills the whole of that huge case yeah. so there's a lot of technology in yeah there. yeah they they yeah they worked in there it's it's great it's great and i th- i often think about I, I think i was saying to you before wasn't i I wonder if Breitling is one of the best value luxury watches that you can buy. I know this is a bold statement, but Mm -hmm. not only value wise, but the history, because even their watches nowadays, I know there's complaints about, well, they're large, they're, you know, Mm -hmm. and some of them are large, like the the Annie Digi version of mine is, it's far too big for a watch that I would buy, but. Yeah. If you think all the way back to Breitling himself, who allegedly was flying watches over to the Allied forces, avoiding the the Nazis in World mm-hmm. War Two, and to the to give these navitimers, and he'd get in like bar fights so he could be arrested, and he had a reason why he was there overnight. If the 
it, you know, if he got caught on the way back, he had like a, a rest warrant and stuff to, to be great. like, oh, I was just flying and I got in a fight. That's the kind of thing. <laughs> so they're like bang on the trend of... Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, I, maybe I'm getting emotional about it because I had like a whole week with it and the alarm on it, the alarm would wake the dead. It, yeah. It's so loud, which is awesome when you go in different time zones. Yeah. I I think it, it, it really seems like it. I think for like that heritage history checkbox, there's only a few brands that really, and maybe it's just for, you know the usa or maybe americans or certain things but like i can only think maybe so hamilton is certainly nostalgic but but i don't think has uh uh, the same sort of uh, amount of luxury sort of connections it has the it has the stuff with the movies etc i think maybe like a run another runner-up would maybe be uh longines uh their stuff is you know i think they have the heritage there i think they have the the brand the luxury sort of the recognizable like like person on the street like if you grab someone off the street and you said i'm wearing a long jean they're like oh yeah i know what that is or but i think even more brightling would take it i think more people would recognize oh brightling okay because they're spot you know there's they're still sponsoring pilot stuff and and flight challenges and and you know like they're involved in sports and and diving and competitions and surfing and you know so and they've got their brand ambassadors so you know they're out there still pushing that sort of recognition recognizable luxury brand so yeah so i agree with you there i totally agree i think you're right sort of average person on the street could if you were like oh what are the luxury watch brands they're definitely going to say rolex omega tag and probably brightling yeah tag and yeah and brightling yeah i think so and then tag right now we've had many discussions about why that's hit or miss um and then short of that you know you're paying either you're getting a uh one of of 900 uh ten omega or you're getting a ten thousand dollar rolex so so as far as options there i think uh, i think you may be right bold statement but i'll i'm i'm with you on it yeah and you know uh and and the big of course the big selling point for me was that it it had already been bashed around so i didn't have the guilt of scratching the case perfect that is that is perfect well i think i think we're gonna have i think we should have a discussion definitely about micro brands because i've been sent a large number of micro brands recently and i think there's some really interesting things happening in the micro brand market but as always, we'll start with uh, watch obsessions, and then we've really only got one news story. But as always, Chris, have you had a what's your watch obsession been this week? So my watch obsession this week has been I gave away two of my watches right oh. out of the box. So my obsession this week was I have a good friend of mine who is has been identified as maybe into watches. And uh, and this is funny because and we'll talk about this, uh, you know, watches as gifts. And he had a previous he he had purchased a, a Vayer field watch when they first came out, and he and he loves it. And so I it kind of was uh, it had it in the back of my mind, and I gave away my Hamilton Khaki King. Which oh is, wow! Which is just a fantastic field watch starter you know if you're first if you're first out yep swiss movement um eta based 80 hour power reserve uh sapphire 100 meters etc just i mean just it it like 
if you think someone is into watches and would appreciate, I mean, that's, I think that's like a starting, super starting point. So I kind of felt that I, I hadn't been wearing the Hamilton a lot. And since I've got the 104 as a three-hander with the day yeah. and the date, I haven't been wearing that or my Seiko Turtle. Oh, yeah, the and one so, you bought it. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, you know, hey, which, you know, I kind of sent him an email and I was like, hey, which one, which one do you want? You know, and he was like, oh, you don't have to. I mean, the Hamilton looks amazing. The, yeah, I have blue stuff. So maybe you could go with the blue dial for the Seiko or whatever and kind of made it up to me. And I was like, OK, sure. So then I put both of them in a box <laughs> and sent them and sent them over. Um, and he, he got them on Saturday and, and had a quick conversation. Now, what was interesting to me, and this is this is something this is actually a good idea for a video for you is your first mechanical watch like like do's and don'ts what you're supposed to do i know there's a bunch of them out there but it's amazing to me it was surprising to me here's a guy who under you know sees my crazy instagram watch you know stuff and and comments on it and you know has a, has a has a really good quartz watch uh from you know kickstarter there um and we were talking about, and, and I was like, yeah, you just have to wind the Hamilton like 10 times and then just put it on your wrist and you're fine. And he's like, oh, but then I like wind it up at the end of the day. And I'm like, no, it's an automatic. And he's like, oh, so I literally saw the light bulb go off. Like I saw the light bulb that was like, yeah. so if I wear this constant, constantly, I never have to wind it. I'm like, yes. And I never have to put a battery in it. I'm like, yes. And then like in, I don't know, 10 years, get it serviced. <laughs> I know it's amazing, and if it, if it, if whilst you're wearing it, it it stopped for more than seventy two hours, you've probably passed away. And right, right, very unfortunate. <laughs> right, yes, right, exactly. So it, uh, yeah, it was it was super surprising to me, and it it made me think. It made me remind myself. I definitely remember when I when you know three or four years ago when I when I got into uh, mechanical watches. I you know I knew I just I had this thought that like I think because in the like late 80s early 90s they came out with the um kinetic movements that would wind that would power the quartz yeah they were they were in their day they were like a revolution weren't they right yeah watch powers itself and you're like okay um but but i was stunned when i found out that the first automatic watch came out in 1926 and we had automatic chronographs before you and i were born in the 60s and so it was, it's, I was like, wait, wait, this is, this is, this has been around for a while. Like, this is a technology that's been around for, why am I, why am I first hearing about this technology? So still uh, sort of fascinating uh, that bit. And then I, I sort of went through the, uh, uh, you know, the basics, uh, you know, don't, don't set, don't set it between, you know, 9 p.m. to 3 a.m., that kind of thing. Keep the hands, you know, have the hands yeah. that kind of thing and, and explained and explained why there's, you know, the mechanism that that turns the date over especially on that uh on the day date khaki um has got uh you know is you could you can do some damage to it so we we kind of talked about that quick and then i was like yeah and then you're good to go and then yeah and then he even i he turned it over and he was like oh you can see the weight moving around in the back i'm like yep and so uh yeah i know i know now like he's gonna be hooked on this so i'm sorry but <laughs> it's, it's yeah like, it's like a it's down the rabbit drug, hole yeah it? exactly yeah hey 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 kids you wanna 
you want to check out this samples in khaki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I remember when I you say about the automatic thing. I, I sold a watch very on in eBay a long time ago. It, in fact, it's the only watch I've ever regretted selling, and it was a CWC automatic. Um, like uh, Hamilton have just released a version of it. The mm-hmm the military watch that's got more of a tank uh, type case. And I remember somebody emailed me, says, oh, in the listing you've put automatic, is is it automatic? Because I didn't know they made an automatic. I was like, yes, you, you wind it up and it just like automatically works. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I can only offer this amount of money for it. And I was like, okay, right. I'll take it. But So he definitely got a bargain. And he was thinking, oh my oh, God, this guy does nothing funny. about watches. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that was the only one I actually ever regretted um, selling out yeah. of the doubt or probably hundreds of watches i've sold but i've also i also give away a lot in fact i just gave away the the langdon Mm -hmm. watch that the last one i reviewed on the channel i'm 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 so backed up on reviews guys so i'm i'm sorry about this but yeah and i gave it to a friend's wife because she really was loving the look of namos okay yeah it's a very sort of a similar style yeah they uh they just had a uh they had a closing out sale over at uh watch buys oh really nomos yeah nomos is out of watch buys totally they are they they did a like a one day sale where they sold everything for i want to say like 40 percent off i i I didn't see anything that i was interested in but i know i know some people scooped up some deals there and is that the end of their are they just stopping being an authorized dealer for nomos then i think so yeah i think so i I think that is um I feel like they wanted to be in a little more retail because I saw them kind of showing up in uh, retail shops like mall watch sellers. Like uh, I don't think I don't know if Swiss Watch Gallery has them, but but those sort of you know independent jeweler uh, retailers. Um, and once I started seeing them show up there, I was like, is you know is the watch buys uh yearly show and only online sales is that going to be enough for them and i think that's probably what happened i I wonder if more people will grow out of watch buys because i don't know how they still have kept the only channel for fortis and zinn in the Mm -hmm. u.s i'm amazed by that it's uh yeah i'm sure it's i'm sure it's an agreement and i'm sure it gets renewed the I think I other thing I heard speaking of watch prices, uh or speaking of Zinn, uh, they now have a reseller up in Canada, a new oh, right. Zinn reseller up in Canada. So, you know, depending on importation, et cetera, and how the Canadian dollar is doing, maybe that's an additional option. So, yeah, that because th- that's the thing with with Zinn is the only competition that there is in america is the pre-owned market really mm-hmm, i mean right. you can't buy a new Z- and watch buys has the monopoly on and mm-hmm. i know you've had a good experience with watch buys so this yeah. is no no state on them but you, you, you it's funny uh you can't live in a a capitalist society where there's only one person that sells something yeah right it, it's yeah that's i mean we we talk a lot about like you know the the marketing stuff and et cetera on the show and, and it's certainly it, it always feels like 
uh, it's not good for the consumer when it's a you know back back uh, back end agreement that locks them in for three years that they're the only ones. You're like that can't be good for us. As it's far like as... the old uh, <laughs> like the old Hoover salespeople back in the day, yeah. wasn't it? Like oh, I'm the only one that sells Hoover yeah, vacuums exactly. in this region, door to door. Yep, in this region and the sales exactly. So yeah, it's dead funny. Well, my watch obsession has been well, thanks to you, Chris, and it's been my n- new old walbrook where the walbrook skin diver you took out the noisiest movement in the world excellent like the souls of the damned were trapped (laughs) in this movement (laughs) that they they were screaming for release the sweet release of death every time Uh, the rotor in this was went uh, maybe it's because it would get near halloween i'm getting a bit morbid about the um, you know if you if you if you watch stops you you die all these scary clown noises scary clowns yeah (laughs) so the walbrook uh long story short for anyone that's hearing this for the first time i backed a kickstarter of a watch uh walbrook skin diver it was called it's um it's angle was that Neil Armstrong really wore one of these watches in real life. There was his actual watch, this Warburg Screen Diver. This company bought it back to life on Kickstarter. I backed it. It looked awesome. The only problem was it was using this Miyota 8025, Chris, 8015. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it was, either 8015 uh, eight, or 8000 8, series. Yeah, Fine. so it yes. didn't have hacking <laughs> annoyingly. Right. right. And the rotor was, oh my God, it was so noisy. So, okay. Um, and then once they shipped all the Kickstarter ones, they then upgraded the movement. So now uh. it does have hacking. And so check it out online. But Chris was kind enough to swap out the movement for mm-hmm. we were going to buy the Miyota 9015, but we ended mm-hmm. up finding a clone. So, uh, Chris, this is this has been your best work. I mean, this oh, I you. was convinced the hands were going to bend because they're yeah. so thin. They, well, it's interesting. Having looked at them up close, I think it's because of that seconds hand looks like it has a almost a transparent lacquer on it that's super thin. It's like a super thin transparent lacquer. So the hand itself sort of gives you I, I, I think that was maybe part of the the like where you look at it and you think like oh this is this is super thin it looks like, like a christmas decoration it looks yeah like exactly like you're gonna clink and it's just immediately snap off uh but yeah it was uh they were they were fine they came they came off okay and they went back on to a different movement okay now i'm curious you said uh so this was uh, you could have spent 144 dollars and gone with an eta movement but we said, maybe we'll just try this clone. And so then we went, we went with the clone. And you're kind of knowing what we were getting into. Um, so it has a rotor that only winds one way. But how, how is it? Much better? So much quieter? It's so much quieter, yeah. I've nice. not had a proper... I've not given it the proper real timing run yet, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping for, for good things with the timing. I know you regulated it, so... We kind of knew what we were getting, getting. You know, we knew what we were getting into with a clone, mm-hmm. Chinese movement, this sort of thing, you know, as far as, like, regulation as always. You know, if you ask a... If you ask a seasoned watchmaker if they can regulate your forty dollar Chinese movement, the answer is no. They cannot. They cannot do. They will not. They will not be doing that. Uh, but as far as I had it on the time grapher, and out of the box, it was it was right there. It was right there. And uh, after casing it up, 
um, it, uh, it, it, it settled right down. So I'm, I'll be happy to see, uh, yeah, what, uh, what a couple of weeks on the wrist takes it to, and then we can just, uh, back it off a little bit. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I put it on at Synchron Group who make, they, they make Isofrain straps is their brand, but they mm. also, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, they owned the trademark to actual tropic straps Mm -hmm. so they're the only ones that even though tropic is like ubiquitously used as a style of strap now they own the trademark to tropic Mm -hmm. and they sent me an actual tropic strap so i'm wearing it on that i'm going to do a review of this tropic strap because i thought it was going to be fairly uneventful um that it was just going to be like a lot of the standard tropic straps but there's some interesting quirks to it that i hadn't quite expected Hmm. Um, so I'll have to do a, a review. It, it tapers down to like 16 mil from 20, which is interesting. Um, yeah. it, it wears it wears very comfortably on the wrist and the buckle is in like an L shape. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's, it's it interesting. Like it <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it hooks on there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely do a review between sort of a cheap Tropic and a mm-hmm. expensive yeah, Tropic, but I've been wearing it on that. They, it's interesting because the isoframe straps, and I think you've experienced this with another brand, haven't you, where the mm-hmm. strap smells like vanilla? Mm-hmm. Or but, or something, yeah, some weird vulcanized rubber smell that they, that they well, this cover, is what, some scent they cover it with. <laughs> well, this is what they've done with this, and they haven't quite covered the scent, so it's okay. It's like a weird, like you say, it's like, it's like a vanilla smell that's covering up what smells like a, quite a plasticky smell. Right, but, yeah. But it's, um, it's incredibly... Th- that that's special super soft rubber yeah they definitely yeah. i had handled it a little bit and it's super soft it's nice i didn't i didn't notice that it was like i've had ones that uh, you know i've had straps from vulcanized rubber straps that like you open the package and you're like oh god and you get like you put it on like, your watch and then people are like oh well, you gotta let it you know you gotta let it chill out a little bit and like you know if you, after a few days or whatever and i let this thing sit for a few days and like they're like, oh, put it in the sun and et cetera, all these little internet tricks and tips to get. And like, for whatever reason, like could not get the smell out of this. So I didn't detect any. And I mean, I had this thing apart on my bench. So yeah, well, that's because you were lucky that I, you, you had the, the cheap one, the cheap tropic. Oh, you had oh, the uh, watch gecko. Oh, uh, interesting. Which still isn't cheap. I mean, they're still thirty. Oh. They're still thirty-five dollars. Those, but these oh, these tropic branded ones. You're oh, looking okay. down the nose of close to ninety dollars with tax and the okay. shipping. All right. So you saw the drill press come out, and you're like, "Don't send him any good straps." <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so we've got. Well, that was so. That's my watch obsession. A big nice. thanks to Thank uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to put some pictures on the Facebook group, and if anybody's not uh, on the Facebook group yet, then please head on over there. So, well, we'll definitely have a chat about microbrands because I want to tell you about some of the ones that I've received recently. But before we do that, we at least we have to we at least have to talk about it and that is the new Snoopy Speedmaster Snoopy. that was released and yeah. It it, re- it really was the big watch news yeah. of this week and for sure. I quite like it, but I again, do heavy-handed yeah. on the pricing what do you think yeah uh so uh, the color blue that that and i guess it's it's pvd it's like anodized pvd and so that is instantly as a space nerd 
reminds me of you know all of the anodized blue handles on the ISS and all the you know shuttle knobs and and, and the space valves and things on the spacesuits. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So they that blue is so good, is so good because it's super deep, rich. I mean, you can tell it's like a you know sort of a powder coated sort of application um on it for the for their pvd coated blue so yeah i would i i think it looks great uh the, the but, deep etching on the dial yeah. you feel like if if the dial was exposed and you run your finger off you'd lose your entire tip of your finger because <laughs> right, right. it's so sharp so is sharp it ceramic but, yeah. is the dial ceramic um i don't no i don't think so i don't I think, think it's, it's ceramic there's, there's something there's something special about the dial that i'm remiss the silver dial is laser engraved with AG925 right. and features our favorite beagle as the embossed silver medallion on a blue subdial at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. He's shown wearing his famous spacesuit. Yeah, um, so sil- silver and then, yeah, very cool. It um, looks awesome. And, yeah. and the back of it is, I think, I think the, only, the only way you can see this is on the Omega website. There's no... Yeah, Watch I haven't seen a have review it. yet. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's got a separate movement. Basically, it's tied into the back where uh, Snoopy is attached, and the moon. Or yeah, there's there's some rotating parts there. So so kind of Snoopy comes across the the screen o- above the moon. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, because the um, it's got the Earth, which is has a mechanism that I think was suspecting from what I've read, is linked to the continuous seconds. So the okay. Earth is continuously spinning, and then mm-hmm. when you press one of the chronograph pushes... Oh, is right. When... It was, yeah, when you press one of the chronographs. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's cool. It's certainly uh, something I don't... I can't think of another company that's really taken advantage of uh, the, the case back, or should I say the exhibition case back, in that way where they've you know sort of made it a little you know like a little uh almost almost like mechatronic like a little you know a little a little show back there is very it's very clever yeah um, well the two that spring to my mind where there's something on the back of the case is if you go in into the many hundreds of thousands with the patek that has the, there's that sort of patek reverse or i believe it's probably over a million dollars that has mm-hmm. the dials on the back and then as a complete juxtaposed to that is the that tag monaco did you ever see that limited edition tag monaco that Mm-mm. it kind of reversed round and the back was a digital watch so it's like oh. a mechanical and then it had like <laughs> a me- digital a, on the back i'm sure oh, people yeah. are like screaming at the podcast app like who will yeah. know exactly what that yeah, is exactly. but um that's interesting but yeah it looks yeah. also it was funny because bark adrian at bark and jack said if this had been any other watch company that had done this on the back everybody would have been crying oh it's a complete gimmick or, or whatever right. but yeah it looks I, awesome from the yeah video. i feel like i i feel i think that's a perfect you know it's a perfect way to put it because like i feel like they if they're you know that's if that's that's they're gonna run with it and so that's their thing and so i mean just even having i mean you know i have no problem with Snoopy on a watch, but there are folks that are like, you know, would just the concept of wearing a Snoopy watch would just be like, oh my, I co- I couldn't even, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, so, it, you know, for Omega to not only do that to to celebrate, you know, to celebrate Snoopy, and uh, it's the it's the Apollo Ten module, 
if I have that right. That is, uh, that is nicknamed Snoopy that's still in space. And so that's the 50, 50 years of that, or so, I believe. It's something. Some, yeah, I think I have this. I think I have this. Yeah, it's history, a silver right? Snoopy award, isn't it? From It's like oh, the, the 1970s. Oh, I see. It was the award. It, okay. okay. Yeah. But well, the actual um, module, anyway. But uh, yeah, again, I think he's right. I think only Omega could pull something like this off. Yeah, and it is using a new, new-ish Omega movement, uh, the 3861, and it does look cool. It's the same Speedmaster, except it has scratch-resistant sapphire crystal. It's got some cool things going on with the dial. Um, Obviously, the back of the case is something we've never seen before. It doesn't come with a bracelet, and I'm not sure why it it Hmm. doesn't come with a bracelet. But this thing... It's like, well, I mean, you're looking down the nose of 10 grand. Now, they say it's not limited edition, but people are sort of suspecting it's a limited... hard to find, maybe. Very hard to Mm. get, yeah. Mm. Um, But what do you think of the price? And I mean, it's... I think a standard Speedmaster now, I mean, I haven't looked for a long time. Are they knocking Mm. out sort of near the five grand kind of mark? So this is probably $4,000 more than... Yeah, than the standard professional, yeah. which this watch would probably be. At, at first glance, to. so yeah, I think you know, and again, uh, Adrian and Jack definitely kind of coined this, or not coined it, but like he had everybody's sort of thoughts about this in mind, which was, you know, at first glance, it's like, oh, here comes another, here comes another limited edition from Omega, you know, that kind of thing, and then and then you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's, it's cool, it looks pretty good, this kind of like back and forth, back and forth. So for me. Uh, I thought the back was just like a, a just a printed image, yes. Because I didn't see it moving, and so then I was like, oh, yeah, ten grand, whatever. But then when I saw the video of it moving, I was like, eh, ten grand. <laughs> yeah, that's an you interesting. Know, like I'm not mad about it. I mean, I think it'd be great if it was eighty five hundred, but <laughs> you know. Well, that's an interesting thing that you you said there. I don't know if you picked up on it, but. Do you think the fact that they do so many limited editions diminishes the excitement about these watches? Or do you think they're just always, you know, nine times out of ten, they're knocking it out of the park and that's what people are expecting? Yeah, I get, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's right down, I think it really falls down the center because, you know, it goes, for me, it goes from like thinking about it as far as not purchasing it and then purchasing it. And it's funny because I think, you know, I think you you end up with a different take and then it's like this weird 50-50 thing. So, for example, and I've said before, if I were to be interested in the Speedmaster, I would not want a regular one. I would want a cool special one that has that has a, a unique design that it interests me and, you know, is like maybe more of the racing stuff, etc. Um, and so those would not exist if... You know, we didn't have an Omega that would make a bunch of special editions and different colors and different dial layouts and things like that. So, yeah, so very like it's it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy that exists that, you know, yeah, I I think if I'm not into that particular one or you're just not into Omega, you know, you're like, oh, another one of those. But then <laughs> at the same time, you're like, well, props for them for being the yeah. ones to make it. And it's, yeah, and I suppose if you're, I mean, Adrian at Barker Jack talked about the two camps. You're either, you know, Omega or Rolex. But I I, I don't know how true that is. I think there's people that definitely have Speedmasters as well as, you know, Submariners. But 
I suppose with Rolex, it's interesting, at least with Omega, they release something you can get quite excited about a brand new watch. With Rolex, all you've got really to look forward to is, ooh, a new color bezel right, type of thing. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. diminishing. Combo, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's diminishing yeah, exactly. Rolex. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just joking mm-hmm. aside. But okay, well, let's um, let's pause for a very quick ad break. Now, before I pause for a very quick ad break, just to let anybody listening to this, if you are interested in advertising on the Casual Watch Talk podcast, then email Chris and I over at thecasualwatchreviewer at gmail.com. We have a standard ads that are put into our uploads by the podcasting provider that we use, Anchor. But if you are interested in advertising on ours, uh, also Chris has an advert that runs for his very nice watch strap company. Mm, yes. But uh, just email us over at thecasualwatchreviewer at gmail.com because obviously it would be even better for us if they were all watch-related. Mm -hmm. Uh, adverts that play so you guys have something interesting to listen to for the ad breaks but let's just pause for a very quick ad break and we'll return in a second hey it's chris from the casual watch talk podcast as our longtime listeners know we often talk about cars here on the pod and that's no coincidence like a lot of mechanical watch lovers we're both into cars and racing a couple years ago i curated a collection of automotive inspired straps and started the camping auto club camping auto club watch straps celebrate the rich history of automotive liveries with their inspired colors Available in a single-pass NATO, two-piece, and our new super-comfy elastic NATO. Check out Campionato Club on the web. That's championship in Italian, C-A-M-P-I-O-N-A-T-O dot club. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. Well, I think this one's kind of an off-the-cuff one for me. I've, because I've been traveling, I've not had much chance to prep. But I, I thought it would make a good topic because I know, Chris, I've been texting you and also uh, Chris TJ. Uh, some of the micro brands that have been sent in for review and i just seem to have got a lot at once and it wasn't Mm -hmm. by design i think i don't know whether this sort of pre-christmas kickstarter suddenly gets a lot of watches but i've got quite a few in for review and i'll talk through them but the general theme is that they're getting really good these micro brands Mm -hmm. i mean even these one-off ones where it's somebody that's and they're mainly coming from i would say singapore a few us ones um phoebus sent me a new one but even the prototypes they're getting really good and yeah it really makes you question these middle of the road brands i would say and by middle of the road i'm meaning you know shinola i'm, I'm meaning mm-hmm. you know some like you mentioned some of the like the high street brands that you see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is making me question value because I'll, I'll kick this off with the one that i'm that i've been working on and i want to do it justice so i'm going to take a little bit more time than usual and it is veya sent me their new dive watch and i i joke about this in the review but i can't think of how they would have done this better they have mm-hmm. they've obviously put an incredible amount of thought into this. This is a complete departure from them for their normal watches. They've created what looks like a classic dive watch. It, mm-hmm. They've created a classic design, but that doesn't really look like any other dive watches. I'm amazed really yeah. what, what they've done with it. They they've they've got two versions. So they're essentially offering you what exactly what you want now you remember chris we interviewed them and they talked about that survey that they were doing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so they actually asked 
fans, not just existing Veyer owners, ha- what, what what they should yeah. design a watch. And they've resulted in these two watches, the D5 and the D7. I happen to have the D7. Mm-hmm. The D5 is uh, has a Miyota movement in it, uh, 9035, I think it has in there. They assemble that one in the US, and it's I believe they're doing them in Ohio now. They have got a passion for US watchmaking, and their yeah. biggest problem is the skill not the skill the machinery isn't in the mm-hmm. u.s anymore right. yeah exactly that manufacturing that manufacturing skill <laughs> but that manufacturing those that equipment that manufacturing is not here maybe it's maybe as we've discussed it's made here some of those machines some of those uh high-end cnc you know haas and and uh, many you know uh, cnc you know these these companies that make that equipment are here and can do that but as far as the actual uh micro machinery manufacturing is certainly not uh certainly not here in the united states no so they've they they've got this d5 at the moment um so the d5 has got the miota movement in it and they've got a d7 which they've got a partner in switzerland that i believe is assembling these watches so you've got the d5 the d7 so it answers that question where you've got half of the people like, oh, I like Japanese movements because they're mm-hmm. reliable and they're, yep. they're cost effective. And then you've got the other camp of, well, I will only buy Swiss. So they are like, well, right, mm-hmm. well, we'll just do both then. Right, but exactly. who does that? I can't think I of know, anyone right? else that's done that. Yeah, um, there, there's, um, uh, uh, oh, what is the brand name? There's uh, another, I think, Singapore-based brand name um, that, that, does that, uh, that does that sort of same offer. It's like a Miyota and a Swiss. Um, so it's not completely unique, but certainly, you know, not, none of your mainstream, none of your mainstream brands are doing that. I mean, I'm obviously biased because I personally really like these two guys. We've had them on the podcast mm-hmm. before. They, they've asked me and Chris decision, design decisions to do with their watches. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And we're like, oh, we're, we're flattered, but uh, this is yeah. Don't very humbling. <laughs> yeah, and so they've they've got this D5 and this D7. So the D7, which is I've got, and this is, it's an incredible watch. Not only does it have a beautifully designed case, it has the twisted lugs that are very reminiscent of the Speedmaster that we've just been talking about. Um, the very organic feeling case. They've got a ceramic bezel on there it, with um, Superluminova inset. The dial is just a masterclass in simplicity of design. Mm-hmm. It's it's For stunning. Sure. Uh, again, they answered the question that you know I'm a you know I'm a pain in the ass about the date, aren't I? I, I have to have the date on. <laughs> so they've got a dateless yeah. and a date version. Of course, they've got yes. several different dial options. That's great. Um, you don't have to have it on the metal bracelet if you don't want. You, there's like four other strap choices that you can have. Um, the the crown is 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 a triumph again, perfectly designed. E- everything has been poured over in great detail, which. It amazes me because the D5 with the Miyota movement, which I think this is one of the top of the range ones, uh, um, the 9039 Miyota automatic movement. Mm-hmm. They've had mm-hmm. it regulated yep. to four positions and they're knocking these out at the moment on pre-order. This this is a total plug for them. So, I mean, I'm not a filler, you know, no. we, we're not making any money. <laughs> we're not, we don't make any money from them, but this is a total, this is a total yeah. like plug from, from me. So, t- so take it from that. But they're knocking this D5 out at $400. Like, I know. It, it's it's incredible. Like, what a Seiko and those right. big watch companies playing at. Right. Um, 
They, there has there has there has to be some market share. Market share is going away for these big big brands that that were sitting on. Oh well, we can make you know. Oh, we can make a hundred thousand of these, and you know, we'll offer them for you know three hundred fifty dollars, and we well, we won't put sapphire in them, and we'll just yeah. make these you know. Uh, the most inexpensive movements, and you know, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna experiment with any new technology or new uh, new materials. It's fine, right? And then here comes micro brands in that same price range that you know three fifty to five hundred, and they're killing it with like, of course, it has sapphire on both sides. Of, of course, it's like water resistant forever. Like, what? <laughs> like, why would you not screw down crown? I mean, like, checkbox, 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 and now. You're you're starting to see this design. They're they're really stepping up their game with their design language. Yeah, it's I'm I'm amazed honestly. They like you say it's got sapphire on the front and back. We've got AR coating on the sapphire, and th- this this is for the D the D seven one that I'm reviewing has a an ETA two eight two four movement in it, and not only that, it's the Elabor movement that they've got in it. And it's regulated to four positions. This one's running an absolute charm. And that at the moment on pre-order, this thing is $600. Right. This is the same movement they put in the Zen 104. This is the same. This thing is a. This thing is going to run amazing. Yes. Yeah. $600. use this. This is <laughs> IWC use this movement. Right. I'm, I'm amazed at this is. You, if you didn't know better, you would think that this is Vea trolling, like the big luxury watch brands. They're right. the only, they're the only ones that on their their website don't do that nauseating thing where they're like, "We're going to take on the Swiss watch industry." They basically just did it, like they yeah, just, yeah. just went they just buckled down, like a couple surfer dudes, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, no, we're we're, we're over that. We're just gonna we're just gonna do it." <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm looking yeah. at this watch. I was wearing it today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I happen to have it on this the the rubber strap, the Veya one, which I suspect is from Barton because it's mm-hmm. it's a dead ringer. But they've had it nicely worded with Barton. But this thing on a Tropic for six hundred dollars, they have a metal strap, which is I would say the metal strap is more vintage inspired, which mm-hmm. is it means it's a lit it's a little a little bit lighter, a little bit more jangly. It's not a solid feeling one, but I mean, okay. <laughs> it's only an extra. You know, uh, uh, not even a hundred dollars. I don't think to have it on the metal strap. So you should just get it on the metal strap and have All that right. vintage feel. It, because it's lighter and it articulates well, it's very, very comfortable for a metal strap as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a metal bracelet. Sorry, people are always commenting on my videos. It's a bracelet, strap, not a strap. Bracelet. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we know what so, you meant. We know what Sam meant. <laughs> what this and it, it's amazing because not only it's this isn't like a one-off anomaly that I'm looking at here with the Veya. The Veya is certainly the best example of this, but right. this um, Phoebus one I'm looking at as well. And by the way, guys, just to let you know, I'm I, all the Phoebus have kindly added me to their affiliate um, network, and I think the link's only on a couple of videos. But just take that in mind when I'm talking about about phoebus but mm-hmm. i genuinely am like blown away by what they're coming out with they've sent me this one which is the proteus where it, the proteus is the existing line that they have but mm-hmm. this one is they've pre-aged it. it it looks like somebody's it's like a it looks like a homemade watch case that somebody's basically it, it, it reminds me of the first iron man film where he kind of makes the original iron man suit okay. out of you know like <laughs> iron ore or whatever it was right this 
it's it's incredible. It's using uh, Seiko NH35A, okay. Sapphire Crystal, mm-hmm. completely original design. There isn't yeah. another watch that this is not a hom- This is a nope. homage of a piece of iron. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. Like a ceramic ins. Uh, I think I believe it's a ceramic insert bezel. Mm-hmm. The I know on the last uh, uh, Phoebus review that I did, I, I mentioned that the bezel was a bit uh, was a bit noisy. It was mm-hmm. there wasn't a problem with it, but this one they've just totally done away with that. The crown is awesome. This thing looks. I, I would check it out if you're into that kind of aged patina look this is a right. pre-age watch and again 300 bloody dollars for this thing like right. and that's a <laughs> and and this is this isn't even the, that's the standard price this isn't like a special offer or anything. right right yeah can't think of an equivalent seiko watch no. that has anywhere near this spec the, for, yeah the, if, yeah yeah i exactly the spec sheet is isn't we're now down where these watch these companies can can just get, get after that that list of stuff that everybody wants and now they're really starting to step up on these unique designs um you know i i the company that i was thinking about before two companies sort of uh helson is a company that would offer in um a japanese movement or a swiss movement right micro brand watch they have some unique designs but they are, you know, they're clinging on to that uh, homage uh, to get started. And I feel like there has been a bit of a backlash to companies getting started that way. I think that's how you started a watch company maybe five years ago, maybe eight years ago, uh, a microband watch. You did a, a homage design of a couple of pieces that sort of reminded you of particular ones. And then you struck out on your own. Uh, now I definitely, I see, and at least maybe just for myself, for you, Sam, but I, you know, I feel like there's almost a backlash of like, yeah. listen guys, you can, you can make, you can make your own design. You can make a unique watch, you, you know, for as much as, you know, you've got all the manufacturing stuff, like you, you guys can come up with it, your own design. Yeah. And it's incredible. Um, that I, I honestly, you'll have to take my word for it, but some of the watches that have been sent through to me. I've been reviewing this other one called uh, Constella. Uh, it's, uh, again, a new brand. Beli- I'm, they, I should know this. I believe they're out of Singapore. Mm-hmm. But they have made, uh, essentially, a a dive watch. It's a, if, you're, if you've got like a, a smaller wrist and you can't wear dive watches, you can definitely wear this one. It's a smaller proportion dive watch. Now, this thing is using the Salita SW200 movement. Right. It's got ceramic bezel. It's using Swiss Superluminova, double dome sapphire crystal, 40 millimeter case, 120 click uh, bezel, 200 meters water resistant. The dial is made out of porcelain enamel. Wow. How, and, uh, Sam, how do you spell Constella? It's C O N S T E L L A R. They're uh, they're inspired by like stargazing. They wrote a comic around why this watch was inspired, so they weren't doing this whole fake mm-hmm. thing. They just made up this narrative for for why it's called that. This watch looks, you know, is incredible. It's got these like flecks of silver in them. I'm going to be doing a review on the on the channel. I think there's other reviewers have actually done this. Um, I'm just trying to capture it, but this thing is going to be on Kickstarter. 
Salita SW200 movement, they're not going to knock this out on Kickstarter for less than $400. Right. Yep. I'm, I'm amazed. But this is... this. Salita Porce- movement porcelain is- enamel dial Salita mo- Swiss Salita movement Swiss super luminova yeah uh, you know luminova uh, ceramic bezel I mean this, this, you're like uh, okay so so please tell me why you would like what, King Turtle King what <laughs> exactly I mean this Salita SW two hundred it's Oris used this regularly Christopher yep. Ward used this regularly I'm amazed at. Maybe it's you know, a co- but these are these are micro brands. These aren't getting the same economy of, uh, and I'm picking on on Seiko, but there's other ones as well, like mm-hmm. um, you know, some some of the other other sort of middle of the road brands that that are charging a lot for much less specs. I would say mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just wondering. I don't know whether it's just because we're watch collectors that we know about these odd ones. And yet, it is scary buying a micro brand, you mm-hmm. know, because you don't, where do you get it serviced and stuff like that? But these things are, they're using standard movements. Right. So as long as you, I, th- I think you always say this, Chris, don't don't you? It's more to do with mm-hmm. like a watchmaker you know instead of whether you right. can actually, if you don't know a watchmaker, they're usually going to be right reluctant yeah. to... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just, just fine. You know, they 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 can have they can get parts for them. This sort of thing. You know, they can this. You know, as far as the movement is concerned, no problem. And again, I mean, even in that, in that, in the price range, I mean, we're we're into a price range where, you know, it would it would cost you more to. I mean, it would cost you to to keep something like this up. But the the so much money has been put into the movement that you're not going to have to worry about it. It's like, it's just that it's another checkbox thing that you're just like, yep, not going to scratch it. Check. Not going to movements, not going to just randomly stop. Check. <laughs> yeah. My, Oops. my watchmaker has parts for it. Check. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've got, I've, it's not just that one. I've got other ones lying around and, and I've been doing these reviewing micro brands for a long time. And it just happens. These ones that I've got in the moment, and you could argue that 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 Phoebus has been around for a while and they've perfected it. But you can see that evolution. They're not just Seiko fans are probably screaming at the things, but I feel like with each new Seiko release, it's there's never it's all aesthetic. Imp- it's all aesthetics. It's never an improvement in the watch. Right. It, it doesn't yep. seem to be an improvement for what mm-hmm. you're paying for. Right. Right, yeah. Give me, give me. You know, we we're seeing micro brands do different materials, different technologies. It's, I think, it's far time. And uh, you know, we we can even talk about. I think Hamilton is is starting to to maybe maybe trip into some of this. Their latest watch that came out, uh, that one that was in the movie. With the with, where it was like, yeah, where it was like the blue and red LED, where it was like the red LED was it was like part digital, part analog. So they released that watch, but it has no analog LED component in it at yeah, all. Yeah, that's a miss. And so, you know, you you know, here you have, you know, fans kind of looking for the like ultimate. And I think they, I think they could have pulled something like that off, and had the, I mean amazing if they if they if they did something like that but i think this is the this is the sort of lengths that some of these companies are going to have to go to um to 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 catch people's attention 
You know, and earlier we were talking about Omega. I mean, you know, for as much as you say, if anyone says, you know, well, it's not the the true or they're not sticking to their roots or whatever, but you're like, well, you know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of these get sold, and it it's that you know unique design that that people are looking out for, and I think yeah. that I think it's about time that some of these mainstream watch companies, uh, like you said, mid level, you know. Seiko, Hamilton. Um, I'm trying to think else who you know. Bulliver. Yeah. Bulliver can't pull off a decent vintage recreation to save their life, <laughs> with exception of maybe their Moonwatch, but they made that too big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because from the extensive archive that they have, and, and sorry anybody who owns like a Bulliver recreation, but I, I haven't seen one where they've like knocked it out the park with the right, right. Yeah, maybe yeah, the I, devil I, diver a little I bit. I think but. you know, right? I mean, I think as far as you know, uh, I would give that to um, Longines. I would give that to, but as far as like new, like the Longines diver, uh, I was pretty interested in it. But that design, you know, it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that up to date. I don't think it's that fresh. You know, and and uh, you know, let's give a nod to Breitling. Their new their new diver, that pro, um, that's Andy Gigi. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it is all to watch. I mean, if I mean, certainly, certainly, if you are interested in um, uh, like a Patek dress watch, this is not that watch is not for you. This is your you know, sports, do anything, go surfing, you know, jump jump off the you know, anything kind of. But as far as like its aesthetic and its functionality and its design they're really pushing it and that's we just have to continue this is we're really you know we want to be excited for these mid-level com- companies to kind of step up so i'm really glad that uh you know these micro brands are pushing this yeah I, I totally agree with you and if you i think if you're a watch collector and the, i mean I, I know certain people have their their own things that they collect like dive watches or vintage or so on mm-hmm. but I would, if you're worried about micro brands, I'm not saying necessarily check out the ones that 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 I necessarily review, but there is some great ones out there. Uh, Boulder's another great one. That titanium is oh, so good. This we could go on another ten minutes about this, but I can't understand how Citizen and Boulder are knocking out titanium cases like they're going right. out of fashion using whole new levels. I, I, I've got another one, uh, uh, Dal- Dalos um, mm-hmm. micro brand that sent in. This watch is titanium, mm-hmm. and they go on about how it's they've coated it, scratch resistant. So you've got that. But then Omega comes out with a titanium case for their Speed uh, Seamaster 300, the James Bond one. Right. The world is like enamored with this flipping watch and they want they they talk about the titanium thing as if they're the only watch company in history to ever have done a titanium case yeah as if they made it out of inconel or something and not titanium exactly (laughs) and you're like guys there's these smaller brands have they've they've surpassed you in in their ability to create titanium cases and durable titanium a long time ago (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and we're starting to see i'm starting to see a lot of like uh the you know carbon a lot of carbon stuff. Oh, forged carbon, you know, yeah. Yep, forged carbon stuff. I mean, so that's, you know, that's a technology they're just like checking off the box. So like, yeah, if you're a big mainstream brand and you're, you know, you think you're going to get everybody excited about uh, having a sapphire crystal and a, and a forged carbon case, uh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that ship has sailed. <laughs> 
Well, guys, this it's, this has been a really interesting uh, conversation. And let us know. I'm sure, like, don't you know? I'm sure there's some agreement with us. I'm sure there's some not agreement with us about brands. Head on over to Casual Watch Talk Facebook group, and not for any other reason other than it's got some. Uh, really passionate people on there some great posts that are happening uh, you yeah. won't get advertised to it's we, we chris and i don't monetize the uh, facebook group in any way uh, we'd no. love to we'd love to see you on and and continue yeah. the discussion yeah and we'll uh we'll be continuing the discussion with uh with our one watch challenge uh sort of follow-up so yes. in a few uh in a few days we'll we'll uh record that hopefully we get some some good footage and feedback of lots to talk about there so uh, definitely a good reason to head on over to the Casual Watchdog Facebook group. Absolutely. Well, as always, we really appreciate you listening, and we'll see you all next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.